Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Rosecast, the number one Bachelor recap podcast hosted by Mel and Rachel, best friend duo. Flu game, another flu game. I don't know if you, you can tell. Yeah, for me. You're a little stuffy? How are you feeling? I'm a little stuffy. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> I feel great. That's I feel good. great. Yeah. What did no you think of this here. episode? Uh, I liked it. You know? Quite a bit, actually. I hadn't thought about that yet. Um, I liked it. I did yeah, I liked it. I liked it. And I'll say this because no one else I will. It. I, I thought it was a good Clayton episode. Clayton was good. He had a few moments where it was like, uh, wise Clayton a couple times. Wise Clayton? Wise Clayton was here. Clayton. Yeah. Sincere Clayton. We got a lot of different Claytons. We got a lot of different Claytons this episode. Wise Clayton was my favorite. It was a good Clayton episode. It was. It was. This continued from last episode. After their breathless cliffhanger, mm-hmm. Sarah's on her way back to the hotel after her second one-on-one date. Date in quotes. Wasn't really a date. He, was, she said, she well, said. It was supposed to be a date. Second second date. I think they didn't. I think we agreed they didn't show us all of it. Date on the resume. Yes. At the hotel, Mara, Eliza, and Genevieve haven't had one-on-one dates yet. The girls that haven't received the one-on-ones are talking about how unfair it is that they haven't gotten a one-on-one, and that is a, a, a reasonable feeling. Yes, <laughs> feeling. Yeah. So Sarah is on her way back. She's Sarah feels aggrieved here. She's going off to the camera because the date, because it was a, a to be continued. We should remind you, mm-hmm. someone told Clayton that Sarah wasn't ready or interested in getting engaged at the end of this. Sarah says, "No, I am." Clayton says, "Okay." Now Sarah's yeah. returning to the hotel. Confident. Karma's coming for the liars and the scoundrels among her. <laughs> they will be brought down by Sarah. So to the group, she announces this coup attempt failed and has only strengthened her relationship. With it basically kicks down the door. Good try, ladies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good, good try. Guess I'm who's still back? here. <laughs> Let me put my stuff away. Good try. <laughs> you took a shot. You missed. <laughs> yeah, it was, this is Om- Omar's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot at the king. You best not miss. And you missed. I'm still here. Mara Marinara had some great facial expression. From the moment Sarah walked yeah. in the door, Mara <laughs> Marinara was just, they should have had a picture in picture of just Mara in the corner, her face <laughs> reacting like, well. <laughs> Sarah asks, hey, who told Clayton that I wasn't ready to be engaged? No one answers. Though Mara did let out a big noticeable sigh and she was the only person making I mean, noise 
<laughs> Who could it be? <laughs> Who could it be? Eventually, she admits she told Clayton, you know, I didn't like that someone got a second one-on-one before myself, Mara, Marinara, and Eliza had their first. Mm-hmm. And then Sarah says, Clayton identified this as a last-ditch effort by someone who is worried about going home. That was a slap in the face. Was that even an accurate statement? I was under the impression that Sarah was the one who made that identification. In terms Not of Clayton. Yeah, no, Clayton didn't say that. But it, okay. this was she said it to be mean. After Mar- after Mara said what she's if it came out who it was, uh Sarah then says one last thing, Clayton let me know whoever told him this. Is going desperate. home, basically. <laughs> and desperate. <laughs> and it didn't work. <laughs> and that was that. Uh, you know, yep. Uh, Sarah did what she came to do and leaves the room. Yep. More conflict says, on the horizon. Mara says, I spoke my truth. It wasn't negative toward anyone here. And I'm sorry you all have to deal with this. To the other women. After Sarah's left. Cocktail party. Sarah, by this point, has taken up the mantle as the vocal leader in the house the speech giver yes yeah the alpha front runner mm-hmm. the franchise sarah the franchise, franchise. <laughs> uh before we get to some one-on-one times gabby has a feeling the studio is getting shut down early tonight she must have seen producers whisper in the corner she was like listen this is gonna i just go hope bad. i get in. i just hope i get in <laughs> hope a I couple minutes sn- <laughs> hope i can sneak in before the drama starts <laughs> what did you make of this one-on-one time with serene this was cute. This was nice. Very cute. Yeah. This was, uh, you know, I'm a lis- listener, Clayton. This is listener, Clayton. I hear you. <laughs> I heard you from a couple weeks ago. Uh, and now yeah. I'm doing something kind for you. Caring, Clayton. That has a specific reference to something tie. you told me and I yes, heard it in my ears. I heard you. I heard you and I listened. I wrote it in my journal. <laughs> this was cute. I thought this was cute and this was nice. I will say it took me a minute to remember because oh, I didn't not remember that. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't remember in the moment. He presented her with a pair of jars filled with you know string lights, and I was like, "What is this nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Clayton?" But it was Serene's favorite memory: catching mm-hmm. fireflies with her cousin. Very cute. Yeah. And she was touched. It was special to her, as it should have been. She was so moved by this gesture; she thinks she may be falling in love with Clayton. Wow! Wow! Top four locked, I put. Yeah. Just I said, watch out for Serene. A tie into the Fireflies. And she said, I'm thinking I'm falling in love. Wow. This was very sweet and not as hacky as when they had Matt pull the orchids out, you know, of a hat, like a magician from Maryland. You remember that when Matt was like talking to Maryland early, like episode two or three, and he was like, I remember you liked orchids. Bam. Here's some orchids. Oh, right yeah. Here. I do remember that. <laughs> here's some. Here's some. Bow. I listen. <laughs> Serene also says, I don't think anyone's ever done something like this for me before. I That is a line. Anytime someone says that on this show, I always think of Robbie putting the glow sticks in the hot tub for Amanda. <laughs> I can't help but think of that moment. One of my favorite moments. One of the great moments of this, of this show. <laughs> <laughs> you tossed some glow sticks in the hot tub? That is so sweet. No one's ever done that specifically for me before. <laughs> so that's a first. Anyway, this went this went well. It, uh, yeah, I thought it went well. Susie won it one time. She really likes him. Boo! Are you, is this going to go keep? 
put in the Roman Reigns sound for me when you're in the boot. Put the one where you remember the WrestleMania after you beat after you beat Undertaker, and then they play his music to open the next Raw. It's one of the most infamous moments in Raw history. Yeah, yeah. He beat Undertaker. Basically, uh, ended his career. It didn't actually end his career, but the, the guy put his thought, hat maybe. and his gloves in the ring like he was retiring, and then he didn't retire. But anyways, that's not relevant here. So he beats yeah. Undertaker. Well, comes out the next. The Raw opens. Boom. Boom, boom, and the boo—you—you you haven't heard boos like this in your life, Rim. The boos that were showering Roman Reigns—that's the type of vibe. I'd like you to put that in here. That's how okay. I'm feeling with this. Just you, four stars. I know. I don't think it's a mass I've, feeling. Uh, listen, I've cha- I've changed my thought after this no, whole don't episode. Be, it's funnier. This is funnier. <laughs> I feel bad. Susie seems sweet. I thought you were going to reference when he won the Royal Rumble and they brought the Rock out. To try and get a good yeah, pop for him, that's and another they still good booed, one. and the Rock There's had this look on this face, like, why that I can you're do. booing the Rock, dude? <laughs> if you're booing the Rock. No, this was after he beat The Undertaker, and then the next Raw, the night after, was the loudest booze I've ever heard. The The Rock in this scenario would be Hannah Brown, the Susie lookalike, <laughs> the older version of Susie. Okay. So if they had Hannah Brown come out, like, Susie, everybody, Susie still got the boost. holds her hands up. Hannah Brown be like, what? Anyway. So no, Susie's fine. Like, she just feels forced on me. That's all. I've said it before. I said it last you week. Do, you do need to kind of explain. Because not uh, everybody knows about Roman I'm Reigns. Cool with, I'm, I'm cool with Susie. I just felt this was all forced upon me. The just clock like tower. with Roman the Reigns. The clock tower. Yes. <laughs> the clock tower seems like you're forcing the lead, uh, the leader of the pack to the top. <laughs> To me. That's just what I felt. She says, I want to know all of you. Clayton says thanks, and, and instead of getting to know each other more, they just kiss. Yeah. And that was that. Uh, Teddy <laughs> won at one time. Not much here. Getting close no. to Teddy, meeting Teddy's family, potentially. Talk about something about a good foundation. Uh, but she says, I want to feel confident enough for you to meet my family, so, which means she is not there yet. Mm. Which was interesting. Yes. Well, it came into, like, turned out came to be. Came into play later. <laughs> yeah. Know, Rachel won at one time. They're getting close. Rachel is obsessed with him. And I mean that respectfully. She is yeah, everything Clayton's does. Everything is we like, say is wow, respectfully. I can't believe you are like this. And I'm trying to figure out what's so shocking. How is he shocking her every single week? The behavior seems pretty much even killed week standard. to week. Standard. Pretty much the same. He's got very standard behavior. It's nothing nothing too out of the ordinary. <laughs> no. <laughs> but she shocks or he shocks her every week. She Rachel loves him. We'll see how that plays out. I agree. I agree. This was going too smoothly, so we had to get Marin well, Sarah. Clayton says, night started on such a good note, almost too good. And he's looking at the producers like, when's the shit when I hit the fan <laughs> well, here? I know y'all are up to something. Say something about how good it's going, because <laughs> yeah. pretty soon here, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to fuck this all up for you. So Mara pulls Sarah. <laughs> for no reason. What do you mean, no reason? There's no a reason, reason they would, they, she wanted to talk about it. Talk it over. I, the one reason could have been that she wanted to smooth it over. I don't think Mara had that on <laughs> her mind at all. What's, that's not what they were interested in. That's This seemed like an unnecessary conversation. Meryl had some issues with what Sarah said before she left the room. So they haven't had time to discuss they, she, it. Hey, she left the room. She left the room. She it was Never a mind. mic drop situation from Sarah. And Mara <laughs> said, hey, I just want to bring this to your attention. It was a little, it was pretty calm interaction, frankly. Yeah, it was. It was calm. You know, I, I just watched the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season finale. Oh, so what I'm used to like, in that- Is that lady season, in prison? No, well, you got to let the justice system play itself out. 
but there's is a couple she on the be. show while it's going <laughs> there's on. There's a couple who could be. Yeah, she was on this, the whole season, and that was so, like not even a top three storyline. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> it was an unbelievable season. But you know, there's they throw drinks on those shows, and then this to hear just two people like just calmly exchanging ideas was kind of like uh, kind of a letdown. <laughs> I love a good. That. I love a good drink throwing scene. Well, I love them. Who doesn't? <laughs> I love them. <laughs> anyway. Can't get enough of them. The Mara had um, some things to say here. She says the last ditch comment was a little insensitive and ignorant, parenthetically, and accurate. <laughs> I think it was an accurate description. <laughs> you're, acting Hail Mary. Clayton, you're acting as if Clayton is a trophy to be won. Parenthetically, he kind of is. He's the, yeah, I mean, the bachelor. He's the lead. Everyone is trying Everyone's to win. Everyone's trying to win the trophy. Him. Yeah. Mara took offense to Sarah referring to the relationships in between. I don't recall that comment. However, I, I, I think she just meant the varying stages at which some of these relationships exist. I don't think she meant it in like a power rankings type way. In my understanding, the concern was that Sarah made some comment about how everything else happened between their two the two dates. Didn't That's really how matter. Mara took it. Is that? I don't remember this comment, so I can't no, really no. I I can't form an opinion on what was said. I don't know what Sarah said. I think this was off camera. We all believe that you think you're the one. That's all. Is what Mara said. Are you not supposed to feel like you're the one? I don't want to. I don't. People don't like cockiness, AB. Well, listen, Sarah was being annoying this whole episode. I'll say that. And I didn't like how confident she seemed, me personally, but I, w- I don't think I'd bring that up to her. Like, you're supposed to be confident, I guess. I don't like how you're showing it, but everyone should think that they're going to. If you don't think you're going to end up with Clayton, then there's the door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, I don't this like how she handles it, but. This was a strange rollout, I thought, of Sarah's... The reason people in the house were turning on Sarah, it was like a... It was just a slow drip of things until the end when you realize, oh, I I guess taken as a whole, this is a good enough reason to not have anyone on your side, I suppose. (laughs) I don't even remember the original qualm at this point. Anyway, Rachel says to the camera, Mara is basically speaking for us, like... We all agree with Mara here, which it was unclear. Rachel how many people, said this. Rachel said this to the camera. That, that's what that my ears perked up when she, when Rachel yes. popped on the screen and said that. Oh, oh there's maybe something here because at this point you didn't know more like, to this. We didn't know anything. It felt like the Sarah uh, taking the villain mantle was kind of out yeah. of nowhere. It was out of nowhere, and then I didn't know how many. You know, if it was just Mara and her, or if everybody yeah. was on Mara, or if it was split, or if no one cared. But Rachel goes like, yeah, we're tired of Sarah. Which- You're right, though. There was a clear change in Sarah in terms of openly being the villain slash confident leader. And, like, she's changed from, I don't really remember this, to uh, I don't really, uh, being okay with the relationship, but then now it's... She feels overly confident. It's kind of us against the world is what yeah. it changed to this episode. And she's she's she says some some mean stuff. She's being mean on her interviews. I don't remember that pre prior to this episode. It did come that came it a little switched. out of nowhere. You were, it, <laughs> when Sarah last episode and this episode was saying stuff like, you know, come with, you know, like yeah, some you come karma's the, coming come for your the, ass type of <laughs> yeah. shit. I don't I was remember like, Whoa, that. Sarah. <laughs> Things flipped. Then Jesse shuts the studio down. Of course. Big brother Jesse. Allegedly, some people didn't get to talk to Clayton. Rose ceremony. Mm. 
Teddy, Rachel, and Sarah already have roses. Then the roses go to, in order, the head of the table. <laughs> Susie Reigns. <laughs> Serene, Gabby, and Genevieve gets the final rose. Interesting, Genevieve. I thought Meryl would get that last one and they'd continue that, but... I thought Eliza was going to get it. Mary and Eliza were the ones without one-on-one dates, as was Genevieve, but she is fresh off the two-on-one, which at least... At least you did something kind of like a one-on-one. A little kind of... You had the time after they left and you rode back together, hopefully. Maybe. Probably not. I think maybe. (laughs) Genevieve had a non-group date. Hopefully they gave Genevieve the ride back. People have commented about how far it is back. That's at least an hour, yeah. And it's at a couple hours. So hopefully they gave her the ride back with Clayton. That could be some real good time, but maybe not. Mara had some words at the end. I think she was getting her paradise real ready. I think Mara Mm -hmm. is aware, aware of Marinara of what (laughs) this camera time is doing for her. You She'll know, be there. Wise. She'll, She'll be, be around. There. Mara's She'll, not going anywhere. Mara will be there. There's no question in my mind. Mara cooked up a, a future on this franchise in two episodes. She did. She went from n- no future on the show to we got to have Mara there. You have to have her because she she's she'll create a storyline. I guarantee she's in a big storyline on Paradise. She's going to have a huge uh, women tell all also. Yes. Agreed. And then Sarah gives a speech, a little toast. She is now the official <laughs> villain leader in the clubhouse. The she, just by virtue of being the contender that and surviving a feud and just having fewer friends than the opponent in the feud. Who? Sarah. How do you think they go about the speeches? Is it a producer's just like, hey, Sarah, give the speech this time? Or who's doing this? Or do they all give speeches? You know, remember when we found out that the on the group dates, he says something no, about all of them? Really do they all give sad. a speech and then they decide after the fact who's gonna, who they're going to I don't like how we watch the show anymore. I remember not long ago, <laughs> AB, that's not a thought that would cross my mind. But now I'm, I'm leaning toward, yeah, they probably all do a toast. And they all <laughs> they all have shoot footage of them rolling their eyes so that then they yeah. can pick and choose. Who's rolling their eyes? <laughs> Who's for rolling what? their eyes for who? <laughs> and sad, sad. Uh, after the break, they're in Vienna, Austria. Apparently, that came out. Was that announced? <laughs> came out of nowhere. The toast, they're just in a different country. They, at some point, they announced they were going there. I don't remember. This is the issue with having mid-episode rose ceremonies. We have no idea what's going on or what week we're on. I could, you could have told me we were already in Vienna. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> well, that's just you not knowing too much about <laughs> Central European cities. <laughs> no, I don't even remember the group dates, though. That's what I'm saying. The last stop before hometowns. Mm-hmm. A lot of talk about hometowns. Hometowns being next week. Yeah. Once you get to hometowns, start having friends and family. Hometowns coming up. Hometowns. Hometowns right around the corner. People are referring to, quote, the situation with Sarah. Whatever that means, as if she's, <laughs> I don't know. It's a situation now. This is a situation. My abs are just so ripped up that it's just the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Genevieve has not gotten a one-on-one. The date card is Susie. Falling in love with you feels like a fairy tale. So she Genevieve is main is eventing the- fast lane, Susie is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the road to WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania is the finale tonight. 
<laughs> what were you going to say about Genevieve? Just want to be clear. Genevieve is the only one now that has not had a one-on-one, right? Mm-hmm. So now we have our second person getting a one-on-one. Getting a second one. she hasn't had a single one. Just to be clear. That's accurate, yeah. Okay, Go home, good. Genevieve. I mean, don't put yourself yeah, through yeah, this. Yeah, I'm just, just going. There's multiple times during this episode where I'm, I wrote down, okay, just I would just head home. I'm, I'm going to leave, uh, save myself this embarrassment. Or at least just know what it is at this point. Just be like you've, I think, said in some capacity last week is just enjoy, you know, you're just, oh, yeah, just, just enjoy what town. comes next. And just yeah. know that you might get sent home in the middle of the group date. Yeah, just taking it with it. Just taking it in stride. Like you're, uh, this for me, I would be, I would be doing me. You know, extra drinks. I'll, I'll do extra. I'll have extra drinks. Yes, I'll order extra room service. <laughs> I'm not. I don't care anymore. I'm doing me. Start requesting shit. <laughs> I'm gonna wear something very comfortable to the group day. I'm not dressing up. You're gonna be in a robe in the <laughs> yeah, in the common yeah. area. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, you t- you call me down to record. You're gonna see me in a robe. Okay. What? I can't smoke in here. <laughs> you having a cigar? <laughs> I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna be pushing the limits, yeah. going against some of the rules they've set. What do I care if they send me home? <laughs> oh, you always send That's me home. The, you're gonna send me home. I haven't had a one-on-one. I what do I shit. care? And she knows too. She was the one who knew the 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 yeah. She knows the weight knows. of the two-on-one. So she knows the situation here. Yeah. But had that been me, I'd be pushing some things a little bit. <laughs> Gambling. Uh, Susie, one-on-one date, daytime. <laughs> Clayton's waiting for her by some Rolls Royce type. Car. It felt a little to me like comedians and cars getting coffee. You ever seen that? Yeah, that did seem like the car that would like, drive. Hey, yeah. I heard you like Rolls Royces. I picked this out just for you. And then they walk <laughs> around and talk about it. It was obvious to me right away that this was the pretty woman date. I don't know if you saw this coming. The the shopping spree date. I didn't see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I No, I didn't know. Didn't know. The Rolls Royce. You're driving around downtown. Fancy old European city. Mm-hmm. It also reminded me of... The Brian Breitling date because that occurred later Brightling. in the season two when Rachel People got Breitlings. Brightling. People forget. The person that gets this date. Huge. It's a huge date. Especially at, the, at this point. At the point that it happens, that this usually happens, there's still usually a lot of people there, a good amount. And this pretty much pushes them to final two in my eyes. Yeah. What are you going to send me home? You just gave me 10 G's worth of stuff. You obviously care about me the most. They're front I like, runners. I like this type of date, too, because we just throw out prices for stuff that we don't. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> we don't know. It could be a million dollars. <laughs> I don't know. No clue. The classic line from Susie, I've never had someone take me into a shop and say, pick anything you want. It's They walk and they do some shopping at some fancy store. Why did they go to the fancy store first? I was confused by the order of this date. So they're walking Why? around the. Well, they went to the fancy do- store and they bought something, and then they went to the designer and got to try on a bunch of other stuff. Why did they do the original store? We didn't even find out what, anything about that store. Well, they just flashed the name up on the screen. I got the name here. Okay. <laughs> Why'd they go to two stores? I don't know. So because you got to have the well, the reason for this date is so that they can bring bags back into the hotel. I know. Between. So I'm they, aware they just had to the go look at the store and get the, all the bags. So they could say, look all these But they went to the other store. They went to the place with the designer there 
and did the whole, you can try on everything in here and you're going to get everything. But then they also went to one other store originally and got like one bag out of there. It was, I was confused why they went to that. It I'm seemed like a waste ab- of time. about what you're confused about. Let they me tell you the how fir- the date The first went. store, that, I think you're confused about the date. No, I'm not confused. It's my They guess. rode the car, they got out, they went to a store, they, she tried on something, they bought that and left. Then, bunch of bags, they left with a bunch of bags. No, 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 only a couple bags there. Then they Two went, handfuls. Crazy numbers of bags. No, no, I don't, <laughs> I'm telling you the bags were huge. Then they went to a designer, and she tried on loads of stuff. Yeah. So why did they have this split up? It's irrelevant. Well, they're different. They're different. The designer thing was a big deal. The designer thing was custom made, fancy, going about. to the That Oscars. seemed like a big deal, but the other stuff deal. didn't. It's Because she only got one of the dresses from the designer. I don't think that's true. I'm, I promise it's true. I won. I bet my life on this. <laughs> I bet my life on this. So you're this. telling me all the other bags came from the first place? Yeah, because I, I noticed the number of bags they're walking out with. How many bags were there? 20. <laughs> 20 bags. I, I'm promising. So they went, but that section was way less. Way that less was like what? A, that was like a 30 second section of the date. Yeah. And then they did a long thing at the designer making it seem like that was the bigger deal. It was the bigger deal. But the, it sounds like what you're saying is she got way more stuff at that first date. Yes, but I those aren't nearly as valuable. I would, I would bet that those bags combined value. She had the red bottoms in there, Rim. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those, too. Still, the dresses, <laughs> the designer dress from the famous designer. Yeah, custom that's made. That's big. It's not probably about equal as all those bags. That's just me eyeballing the value. <laughs> <laughs> the products. <laughs> anyway. Eva Polashinsky. Dress movie stars. Now she's picked out some designs just for Susie Rains, the top dog. What do you have to Susie say Rains. about this? Yeah, I think I have Susie Rains in this year's summary written too. I I I actually do. I'm not. I do. Susie Rains right here. This these dates are always weird to me when they're trying stuff on and he's like, "Do a spin for me." That's weird for me. That's always been weird. Yeah, I'll do a little spin. Well, you know, these are pretty dresses. <laughs> Let's see the back side of the dress. <laughs> That's always weird a lot to of me. Feathers. Trying it on as he's just sitting there. But I will say, Clayton is a good partner to go try stuff on with. He he was hyping her up. He was oh, yeah. filled with energy. Yeah. Every time she came out with something new, it was yeah. good. Clayton's energy, energy around Susie switched after the clock tower. I agree. I agree. <laughs> the, guy, the guy's beaming around her. <laughs> At the end, Susie tears up a bit. Clayton says, you know, it's all about celebrating you. She just you. got me 50,000 worth of yeah. fucking <laughs> materials. Of course I'm going to cry. But she, she says it's the most incredible experience of her life. Not the gowns, A.B., Getting to know Clayton. A no, Rim. Getting to know she Clayton did not mean so getting to know Clayton. She <laughs> means the 30 bags that are a life changing. She got a wardrobe, fresh new wardrobe. It just brought them so much closer, AB. If closer go, than ever. I said, I thought if I went on one of these, I'd be thinking about how I'm going to pawn this off for money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be like, look, peeking the tag. <laughs> Let me keep the tags on all this stuff and return it. Return. Go back. Sneak away the next day. Go back. Weren't you here yesterday with the cameras? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just need to return. Do you have this. the card that you bought? These store with? credit. No, no, please. no. I'll take store credit. Or store I don't credit. know. Then you go store. sell the store credit. Store credit. <laughs> We're the scoundrels. Uh, anyway, she feels giddy around him. Yeah. This is a cute segment, AB. I, I, I'll admit yeah. it. I got swept up in the of course in of the course. hysteria of <laughs> of course back at the house. 
Susie shows up with the bags. The bag scene. Infamous. Unfortunately, it seems like most people like Susie. So they're yeah, jealous. there wasn't wasn't enough jealousy here for my no. taste. <laughs> they're jealous of the products, but no one's upset at Susie. Yeah, and they're usually little, they're I upset wish I with the there, person. But, yeah, like I hate you because I'm so jealous. You don't I'm, deserve I'm, this. I am absolutely, you know, incensed. Yeah, I can't even no. with this. But no, it wasn't like that. It was more joking. Like, like I'm, God, ha, ha, I'm she jealous. got the pretty woman. She date. got the good. She got the good date. Yeah. Genevieve's like, I knew it. This point in the season, we she had, had so yet. many bags, I couldn't even count them. I usually try to count them. I couldn't count the bags. Twenty. They were two. They were stacked, too close yeah. together. A, a strange thing about the bags is that they're all different colors. I don't know so, where. <laughs> did you so go? They go to twenty stores because <laughs> they only show I one was store. So confused. I was very confused. After that, some Austrian guy shows up. And he's got the dress from her designer. So here's what I think happened. The dresses that you were trying on from the designer, that was a situation like, Did you get it's just those? an honor to be trying these on, but you don't get to keep them. I mean, come on. You but can't this... get 10 designer dresses. Exactly. So she left without taking any of those. And then they delivered that one. They do this and they say, you know, the lead got this for you. It's special. Wear it tonight. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Where did the other stuff come from? The store. I need, this is where you put a YouTube a one hour video of of what they did for the whole dates. We need we need extended oh, cuts yeah. of these dates. I'm I need to know where it, they went. I agree with you in Not that I'd watch it theory, necessarily, but I don't think I'd watch that. I don't think I'd sit down. I'd watch, watch a little bit. I'd, I'd I'd probably, you know, fast forward through it, see what see where they're at, <laughs> see what's going on. They obviously went to a load of places. I want to see the. You want to see the transactions take place, is what you're saying. You want to see the someone hand the card over. I want to see say, a lot of things. <laughs> I have okay. a lot of questions. Yeah. So the the red dress, she puts it on, wears it outside, shows it off. His her his favorite color is red. One of the girls notes. I think Serene said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Genevieve looked like. Just give me a plane ticket out of here. This is just. <laughs> I'm over this. <laughs> Uh, Gabby had a hilarious moment. Gabby's great comic relief. I like Gabby. All season. Yeah, agreed. When she screamed or fake screamed into the pillow. Paradise Star. <laughs> Gabby has Paradise Star written all over her, in my opinion. I fully agree. Yeah. And then Susie takes the car to the, I don't know, the Buckingham Palace or some shit. It was bigger. <laughs> it, was like, it was huge. It was this huge. Place. Breathtaking. This was breathtaking. That's exactly what I have. This shot when they're outside <laughs> breathtaking, was uh... perfect. It was a fairy tale. <laughs> A postcard. How are you going to have a bad day in this situation? You pull up in the Rolls Royce, you got the custom designer dress, you're outside this palace at night, the streets are wet. It's just gorgeous, A.B. She's getting the Roman Reigns push. Sarah just had a date where they didn't even do anything. That's true. Dinner only. An argument only. (laughs) Argument only. And she got to do all this stuff? Yeah. There's 20 new bags? They can't all, all have equal dates. Yeah. <laughs> Take your mind off that for a second. While I I agree that with you, and that's funny. Travel just makes this show. You don't realize how yeah, much of this show is mm-hmm. travel and scenery. I like seeing places I've never seen before. Yes, this rule. This was awesome. Agreed. This show's a lot more like the amazing race than I think we give it credit for. <laughs> <laughs> this was called Shinbrun Palace. What did okay. you make of their the actual date? 
discussion portion. That's pretty good. Susie says she came from a humble home. They're talking about how uh, she doesn't feel worthy to have the type of date that Clayton just gave to her. Parents came from hard upbringings, and that's why it's so hard for me to accept things. Um, Speaking of my family, you should really meet them next week. Yeah, you should meet my family. They're great. (laughs) Also talks about how she's independent and wants to make them proud. Um, And that's it. Clayton Clayton had a good line. What do you say? If I know if we took all that away, you'd still make me smile just as big. Wow. Bars, Clayton. Also a reminder that the real life will not include shopping sprees of that <laughs> magnitude. <laughs> Clayton uh, gives her the rose at the table. That's good to see. Back to normal. Mm. I like that. One more surprise. Wow. Fireworks? Indoors? This building's nope. big enough to have fireworks in the atrium. <laughs> Comfortably fireworks with no hazard. No fire hazard. No. <laughs> no, it was Krista Burke singing Lady in wow. Red. Wow. While she's wearing a red dress. AB? What? This performance sealed it. I mean everything I'm about <laughs> to say to you. This was one of the best dates of all time. They are singing. <laughs> they are slow dancing as the guy sings Lady in Red. The guy who performs that song while she's wearing a red dress, yeah. handpicked by a famous designer. designer. They're doing it in a ballroom of a historic Austrian palace to which they <laughs> arrived in a vintage Rolls Royce. <laughs> Dates don't get much better than this in terms of things and activities. The, the date where you get bought a bunch of stuff is always the best date to begin with. And now all this, this other stuff. was crazy. The nighttime? crazy i would think it would be very hard to find someone that got a better date yeah i, and I it's, find and it it's because hard. of him singing this song too that made a huge difference to me. Huge. when they revealed that i was like whoa every wow. every step of this date was awesome this isn't your normal singer on this show no this was a guy who doesn't give a shit doesn't doesn't need it's usually a no. up-and-comer that's Wants the promotion or whatever. This was just like, we're going to Vienna. Do you want a free trip? And then he's like, I don't know who you are or what you're talking about. I don't need (laughs) any promotion. Never heard of The Bachelor. (laughs) Never heard of it. Uh, But But yes, I'll go. We'll pay you (laughs) $100,000 and you get a free trip to play your one song. Do you want to do it? Don't make me power rank. Next week, I'm going to power rank... uh, we do a lot of promises about what we're going to do next week, and then we don't do it. But I might one day on my power rank performances, I'd like to have if I were on a nighttime portion of a date in a palace. Palace performances, power rankings. Singing "Lady in Red" while you're in red, Ooh, I it's up there. That's that's got to be up there. That's for sure up there. <laughs> Kenny G and Peebo Bryson also. Yanni will be a lot higher on my rankings than most. <laughs> Anyway, Susie says she's falling in love for real this time. She's actually, she means it now after this date. The clock tower thing was just playing along. Lo- this is- <laughs> I felt like after that date, we should have went another step up, but you already told us that. So I was confused. They well, didn't now, take the well, next step. That's what I'm step. saying. She's getting, no, they didn't, but she. They stayed on the same level. The f- I'm saying the clock tower in your eyes also was not a real falling in love moment. Oh, Okay. Because it was, it was, she was you. playing along with the push. And now, and she even said this to the camera only. She didn't say it to Clayton. So yeah. she says, I'm falling in love. And that to me is a more real mm. than the clock falling tower. in love than the yeah. clock tower. I think she's, so you're saying she was not falling in love and now she actually is. Yeah. A she previously said that. she 
she was in the clock tower, but she was not. Yeah, because you convinced me that was all a farce. It wasn't a farce. It was just an. Uh, it was a. It was a. It was a push. They were pushing who they wanted, and back it at worked. The house. <laughs> yeah, back at the. It worked. They could have pushed anybody. That's what I'm telling you. I don't a think lot. it necessarily mattered who it was there. That person would probably get a huge push. Yeah. <laughs> if they put Teddy at the clock tower, Teddy would be with Teddy us would to be this here. day. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> Back at the house. Descartes is Sarah, Teddy, Genevieve, Rachel, and Gabby. So Serene gets the last one-on-one before hometowns. This is following up on that great one-on-one combo they had at the cocktail party. Did you hear the guy, one more comment, I had one more note about the singer. Did you hear him at the end when they're like dancing and kissing and then he whispers, I love you. I love you That's part the of the song. <laughs> part of the song. The guy's just performing his song <laughs> that he's famous for. Like, it was weird like we though. did not need that whisper. I love you. <laughs> that was unnecessary. He <laughs> he's just singing his song. <laughs> uh, that okay, was so- weird to me. Three, this is now the Serene is getting the, going to be you the third well person to get a one-on-one. It, in his ear. <laughs> it, it came through the speakers of the television. Like it, it sounded different than the rest of the lyrics. Yeah. Like it wasn't supposed to be there. Like he took the mic and goes, I love you. Exactly. <laughs> Serene gets the third, is the third recipient of the second one-on-one wow. date. Genevieve. If you Genevieve. didn't know now, you got to know now. Girl. Just, you know, have fun. Go to visit the spa, yeah. the Intercontinental. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else here? Um, I had never noticed this before. Um, they open the door, like the knock, knock, knock. There's The date card's going to be there. She opens the door, and there's like a big-ass table sitting there outside the door. That's oh, kind of yeah, weird that to me. I th- I'm I was sure it was real or uh, it does happen a lot, but I'd never noticed it before. Why? It seems like you could just put that on the ground. It does, the table seems unnecessary. Big t- big ass. Put table. the card on the ground. You got yeah, some you, respect for a, a sacred card. card. You're not going to pick it up <laughs> off the ground a, like it's trash. Is it a flag? <laughs> Can't go kind on the of. ground. I'd yes. slip. I would knock and slip it under the door. That's what I would do. No, that's threatening. What do we even need to open the door for and then have this weird table sitting there that isn't... What is that table there? No. What's the point of it? What's the point of the table? Well, just process of elimination. They're not going to slip it out of the door like a... like they a gotta slip like it out of the door. ...ransom note. They're not going to leave it on the <laughs> ground like a piece of garbage. They're not going to hang it from the ceiling. They put it on a table. I think they it makes perfect it. sense. Just have Jesse hand the date card then. Jesse's busy. Bringing, dude. Have, I'm just picturing someone, you know, pull, hauling this big ass table up the stairs to uh, to get this one little scene, this awkward big table. Yeah, seems unnecessary. <laughs> I don't mind it. We got to take a break. We're going long. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Group date, daytime. The the quote on the date card indicated that this was going to be a bad date. How bold one gets when one is sure of being loved. Sigmund Freud. Oh, man. Teddy hopes it's not a therapy session. Teddy, <laughs> it is. Hope they're not doing that it's bullshit exactly they just started is. doing a couple <laughs> years ago yeah. where they put they us through this therapy. They seem obsessed with it. Teddy, we already it did one this year, by the way. Very serious walking together into the building. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't go back. I didn't get her name. I think it was Catherine, the psychoanalyst. The psychoanalyst? Yeah, I, don't, her name? I didn't write her name, no. We'll call her Catherine. Doing some psychoanalysis on a group date. Each of them will have some subconscious thing with Clayton. Rachel refers to it as couples therapy. This is not going to be a fun date at all, I said. The quote from Rim's Notes, not a fun date at all, LMAO. This is not going to be good. (laughs) Everyone upstairs is scared. They don't really want to, you know, I don't don't know what this is going to be. Are they going to get deep into my psyche here? I don't want to be hypnotized and recorded (laughs) on national television. (laughs) The look on the women's face is pure fear. Terrified. Could you imagine? I'd dip out of here. You're not. Forced therapy. Uh, Yeah. Force. At least, it's, at least they're private. It's just in it's a not, smaller no, group. I think it's worse that it's small group. Maybe. Because this felt like an actual therapy session. So it was f- you're forcing me to go to therapy. I, I am less... I think the stuff they normally do is more annoying. Uh, you kind of get out what you... You can give... You can put in whatever you want there. You can say what you want or not. In those At the group, kind of group circle yeah. sessions they have. This would freak me out because when you're talking about subconscious stuff, like I don't want someone like that sounds to me like you're gonna pry into some deep seated memory I <laughs> locked away and be like, This is why, you know, you're afraid of the color green or something yeah. because you skinned your knee when you were four and saw a grasshopper type like <laughs> you know. Relax. Yeah, that's, so that's why this would scare me more than that because the, the circle of therapy stuff you could just say you say whatever y'all there. do you you know whatever I'm not doing this I'm just gonna yeah pseudo participate anyway but this was I agree, also this is with, dumb uh, this is dumb what was presented as a professional I assume it so that that's what makes it different as well so you're actually having like a therapy session with a professional. You that you didn't sign presented. up for. That was how it was presented. Now, I think as it went on, it became clear that this was more of like a Maury professional or like <laughs> a guest on Dr. Phil. Or this is a Dr. Oz situation type of thing. She's stirring the pot. She's here to stir shit up more than anything. Anyway, uh, and just the, the concept of having like couples therapy sessions with five different relationships is bizarre. And then the professional is supposed to sit there while this guy brings in five people who are kind of like medium acquaintances at this point 
and they all kind of say this bland platitude stuff about their relationship. It, you know, it's yeah. silly. This was silly. I agree. I don't know how else to say it. Gabby was first. What did you think about this portion, AB? I thought it was worthless. Okay. <laughs> I thought every se- second of this was worthless. Gabby goes None like, of them wanted to do it. Clayton wasn't insightful in his responses. No, he didn't wasn't. share anything. No, they didn't show him sharing anything. We're doing couples therapy? It was dumb. For was people dumb. that haven't even had a date? <laughs> hey, Genevieve, That's come on in. Let's have couples therapy. <laughs> Genevieve, We've come on in. Zero dates. <laughs> What are we talking about? This is like having couples therapy before you begin a relationship. Indeed. You want to go to it's our silly, first it's a date? Silly show. You want to go to our first <laughs> date? I got a couples therapy session booked for us. What are we doing here? These aren't couples yet. Uh, Teddy's in there a little bit. Genevieve was very nervous. Genevieve just, I'm, I don't want to do this I, again. Genevieve, you're definitely going home already. You she didn't knows get it one on one. I wouldn't even have gone in there. Like, I'm just not going to go in. She stuck around like, hey, maybe the group date will be fun. And then the group date's And then not when it fun, wasn't fun? So what's the benefit why of, would like, you go to participating it? in it? Yeah, no. I'm not going to sit here and tell you my deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> to and go I'm home not in a couple a minutes? Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so Genevieve doesn't say much. Clayton says, let's, let's go talk. It's time to break up. I've never seen someone less interested in doing something than Genevieve was to this. She didn't want to do this at all. She was crying, uh, just wasn't going to do it, and I felt bad for her. They should have shut this down when she went in there. (laughs) It's ridiculous. They're not going to. I mean, no one wanted to do it. I think they they weren't shutting it down. They they paid for the time. (laughs) Uh, They talk outside. You know. Yeah. Clayton's basically like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, I mean, come, I mean, come on. Obviously, we're not. We know what this is. Yeah. I mean, come <laughs> She's on. like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> they framed it as her walls aren't down. I don't think it was the fact that she didn't let her walls down. It's the fact that they've had no alone time together. They I think it was because you put me on a two-on-one. Yeah, and that was it. And that was the end. It, ever since then, we've had no shot, obviously. It, it was kind of a funny scene. In the middle of... Going into a private room, the solo portion of a psychoanalysis date, he just walked her out <laughs> to, see, <laughs> to see him. Like, oh, you said he, she said something there that I just couldn't handle. Be gone. <laughs> it's better than sending her home in front of the therapist, like I thought he was going to do for a couple minutes. Oh, that would have been unbelievable. <laughs> so, Genevieve's gone. Clayton returns, announces she's gone. Take it very seriously. But we paid for all these sessions, so the rest of you aren't off the hook. <laughs> We're gonna keep going. <laughs> and they're all shocked. This state this state was ass from top to bottom. <laughs> Nobody had start any to fun. finish. Start to finish. You can come in here, but you might not come out. See you downstairs. Once <laughs> <laughs> you know serious, I'm taking this. You better not You better fucking shit. share something. <laughs> You're going yeah, exactly. home. <laughs> Rachel was next. Anything on this one? I mean, I don't... No, she basically was like, I don't really have anything to share, but I saw you just sent Genevieve home, so let's talk about my insecurities <laughs> that I haven't... She has had no insecurities with Clayton. Yeah, more or less. Clayton doesn't <laughs> have any reservations, and that's it. They smooth that over. Then it's time for Sarah. 
She is talking to the group very confident. She says something about it. And it's not her first rodeo. Likes therapy. Loves talking to people. I'm going to go in here and smash this. This was her attitude. Yeah, she. I mean, I understand why the women were annoyed by her. She was this, being annoyed. That's what I'm saying. It, it went long. The longer this went, it was like Sarah's like, oh, I, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I get it now. She gives a speech to Catherine. She was like showing off to the doctor as soon as she yeah, walked in. She was like, actually, let me. She was. It was a little more like, I'm. I'm so comfortable. Like, I'm so comfortable here. It'll just make your head spin. You. Don't, nobody <laughs> in this room gets how comfortable I am right now. <laughs> as to kind of like gain trust with Clayton, I think. Yep. Back with the group, Rachel says Sarah has shared, quote, intimate details wow. of her relationship with Clayton. We're st- we are starting what to get some that? details about what's going on here. Gabby also says people like that can't keep track of their lies. Wow. Which to me, Gabby's, it, it seems like the friend you, you want yeah. in real life. So if Gabby says something, I am more likely to believe it. If on Gabby its face wants someone than anything out, than anyone she, else. If she wants someone out, I want him out. Yeah, more or less. It's just that simple. <laughs> <laughs> so when she says, "Can't keep track of her lies," I'm like, "Whoa, Sarah, wow. you are up to no good." According to Gabby <laughs> and me now. Yeah. And then back with Sarah's with the doctor, the psychoanalyst, talking about like. The structure of this show, like, well, I got the second two-on-one and people yeah. at the house were not. <laughs> Afterwards, what did you make of the doctor's cryptic bomb that she dropped? This was a bomb. She basically said this went well, but some of them weren't honest. Some of them were performative. And you have to figure and that out she, on like, your own. left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, if it had that been me, if I was Clayton, I'd say, okay, stop the show. Let me let no, me pull you, you aside. The office of the psychoanalyst. <laughs> let me pull you aside. Who are you talking about? She says psychoanalysis is all about coming up with your own conclusions. Well, you said a very definitive. Someone was being per- performative. So who are you? Who are you Gotta talking it about? On your own. Clayton was in the room. Who was it, Clayton? Well, then let me figure that uh, figure it all out. Don't give me a little breadcrumb that I then have to follow. <laughs> you gotta figure it out. <laughs> Tell me the if name. If she told him, then what would the what would the nighttime portion have been? It'd been nothing. She'd have been gone already. Clayton's got to investigate. Do you? I don't think she was even talking about anyone. Oh, I think she was. You think she was specifically talking about Gabby? Uh, like she? No, came, Sarah or Sarah and yeah. not Gabby. Sorry. Uh, you think she was talking about Sarah? I think Sarah came in there. Big britches, and then did her little like speech about whatever, and then yeah. Catherine or whatever her name was. She was read like, right, right through it. Here we go with this. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this before. She was talking about the the, the getting a second two on one, and like, yeah, I think that probably came off to the doctor if this person was paying attention, which I'm not sure she was. That's what I was stuff. wondering. If she but I think attention. it came off as, um this person is playing the game more than at least mm. the others were talking about relationship with Clayton. Now I also think, and I hate that I do this now producers might've been like, Hey, drop this little, like that's what one of them was being fake in there. Why don't you just hint at it? <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Sadly. Anything else on this? That was awesome. That was an awesome moment when she was like, it was a good one moment. Of them's performative. It was a good moment. Clayton's just like, wow, what a bombshell. I'll see you guys tonight. <laughs> Didn't even Whoa, that was crazy, huh? <laughs> was, Whoa. You believe she said that? 
<laughs> after the break. <laughs> he should have just said after the break himself. Oh, man. The nighttime. Clayton has no clue. That's the other thing. He has no idea. The nice thing about Clayton is he has absolutely no clue. Him and Sarah kissed after the therapy session. Oh, look at that little nugget from AB. Yeah, a little something for you there. (laughs) (laughs) They kissed. The group group date nighttime. Sarah to the group is like, wow, crazy. Who could that have been? (laughs) Performative? What do you think she was talking about? (laughs) And then Clayton arrives and he opens the second half of this shitty date by you know, <laughs> chiding the anonymous performer. <laughs> Wants to get to the bottom of it today. Got to get to the bottom Anything of it. Anything that I don't know that I'm not seeing, I'd like to know now. He wants to get to the bottom of it. Period. If you see something, say something. Like, <laughs> if you see don't something, be, say be something. a rat here. <laughs> no, no. Rats are welcome. <laughs> Rachel's first. Pulls his most trusted confidant. Yeah. <laughs> the person yeah. he trusts most here. Listen, I the know front it's runner. Not Obviously, it's not, it's not you. We have a connection unlike anything I've ever experienced. <laughs> yeah. Something this world has never experienced is our connection. Obviously, not you. Rachel and Clayton, though, even though they were talking about drama in the house, this was their. This was a sustained non makeout conversation, yeah. which we don't often see with them. Rachel reveals that after Sarah's first one on one, Sarah told her and Gabby, I believe, some details, or Teddy, excuse me, and they were intimidated, like, well, how are we going to catch up to Rachel or Sarah? Mm -hmm. And then Rachel also says that Sarah told them, you and her cried together. Clayton and Sarah cried together. Initially, Clayton's reaction made me think, wow, why did she tell you that intimate detail of something about our date? Turns out that didn't even happen. Didn't happen. It didn't happen. This was more serious than any of us even thought. The Sarah situation. The Sarah situation turns out that she was coming back from moments with Clayton in... Cooking shit up. Embellishing. You know, embellishing how good things went to try to throw the women off. You know, get them off their game. This was gamesmanship. From Rach or from make them Sarah. think like you can't make them think like, wow, they had that moment. Yeah. Even the front runners like Rachel and Teddy and some of them were like, I thought, I really thought about going home because I thought there was no chance with some of the stuff she told us. You should have heard the stuff she told us. This also, when you take Sarah, this information about Sarah and include it with our reaction to her one-on-one date. Which was that she didn't even like Clayton. Yeah. Remember we saw that one on one date and we were like. Well, Rim, we said it all along. We didn't think that there was anything there between these two. So I'm saying this indicates she is playing. She's yeah. purely playing games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's all coming. The pieces are kind of pieces coming are together. C- coming together here. Yeah. Teddy also tells him. I considered leaving for that same reason. So Sarah and Clayton talk. I mean, this is serious at this point. You got two of the two of your front runners. Your trusted confidants. Your trusted people, people you really like, telling you something. You have no choice but to believe them and send that person home. In my opinion. Prior to the discussion with Sarah, though, I thought there was a chance he would, you know, Sarah could deny it, and then he would just believe that because he he does. He's done that. He's got a history. (laughs) He does. He's got a history of just believing the most recent. You know, version. <laughs> but look, the part that he he knows there she's been lying is the difference. Usually when 
it's a he said, she said, he's not, he has no idea. He's just going off of the two parties and what they're saying. This one, he knows that something Sarah said was a lie because he was, that's right. Yes, he didn't cry, point. you know, so this was a little that different. soiled at all. You're that right. That was it for him. When he found out that, it was over. Yeah. In my That eyes. was a turning point. That was yeah. a turning point. So he sits down with Sarah. She denies everything. She thinks she's been thrown under the bus after the second one-on-one kind of put a target on her back. Things changed after that second one-on-one, which also they, from the perspective of the viewer, they changed also. After that second one-on-one, it was like, okay, Sarah's disliked in the house now, which came yeah. out of nowhere for us. Yep. But she also says that's how it went in the house too. Mm-hmm. And then after Sarah gives a speech, the details of which I did not mark down, afterwards, Clayton tells her straight up, I felt like you were trying to fake cry to me. This was an incredible moment. Amazing. Of honesty from Clayton that I didn't think he had in him, frankly. Even if he did think it was fake, I wouldn't have thought he would say it and call someone out like you this. You don't think uh, they would say it? And you you don't... It wasn't really breaking the fourth wall, but they never acknowledge... Like, people fake cry on this show. Yeah, of course. This is Sinead not the first or last Sinead time. it all the time. She commented exactly. on herself fake crying, and it worked. But no one, no one has ever said to the fake crier, I think you're full of I shit. I think you're faking your tears. The problem was she did not, she could not squeeze any tears out. She couldn't rim. squeeze anything <laughs> she out. She couldn't get the things out. No, she couldn't. If she could. The, the damnedest thing. She couldn't get the tears out. Well, she's all out of, it's close. been such a hard week. She, she's all out of That was a great tears, line. Maybe. Clayton goes, <laughs> yeah, really Clayton goes, I think you're faking this shit. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't This really doesn't that. seem like you're crying. And then she goes, well, I'm all out of tears. It's been a hard week. I've cried all my tears out. It was a good line. Trying to save it. But it didn't work. He's not buying it. She says, I have no tears left. <laughs> I just, I can't move forward with you. So I'd like to walk you out. This, I'd like to walk you out. This was a shocking moment. The person I gave my second one-on-one with. I've wasted two one-on-ones on you, is what he's admitting. I can't, I, I was stunned. They were stunned. This was, uh, what a moment this was, AB. Yeah. She tries to save it too by the car. Yeah. And he's just like, listen. No, I, I don't want you. to. I, I think you fake cried up there. I I'm sorry. There's nothing, <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing you can do at this point. I, in my heart of hearts, I think you were fake crying up there. You couldn't get any tears out. You couldn't get any Where tears were the tears? Out. This is the second crying-related incident after you lied about us crying together yeah. on a date to another group. I, I just can't believe you anymore. It's over two on the crying stuff. Yeah. You, don't, you simply don't see this often. You don't. This is good. In the car, Sarah says she doesn't want to be engaged to someone who would believe jealous haters, such as the people in that house. No, good counterpoint. (laughs) (laughs) You take the side of my enemies? I don't want to be engaged. (laughs) I don't want to be with you anyway. Then Clayton returns and says, listen, can't give out the rose tonight. Um, Wants to take the time to make sure he's making the right decision, a.k.a. They told me we can't have a rose ceremony with just three people and one it. rose. Yeah. That's not enough. We have to take this rose off the table. Yeah. Serene day one-on-one. Daytime. What did you make of this uh, daytime portion? Very quick. Uh, short. Th- it seemed a little subdued to start with, too. The mood mm. wasn't great. Clayton had just sent two people home the night before. It starts with no double leg wrap. No, you have to note that. 
I didn't. But they didn't run up to him. They were in public. Double leg wraps in public are absurd. They were, lots of people <laughs> were around. Um, it starts with her asking him how you know how are you doing. It's always about us. How are you doing, Clayton? Yeah. Nice little touch from Sir. Tough being the lead. Yeah, it's tough being the lead. How are you? He loved that. And I, I think I took I more it. from this conversation than maybe I should have. But she was checking in on him. He appreciated that. Mm-hmm. She goes out of her way. I've said Serene, wow, all the way back in the top three, just from this opening convo. Now, the rest of the day was, you know. It was walking around B-roll. the city. They were walking around the city. Walking stuff, around the city but, stuff. That's fun. But I like, I thought the opening, even though it was a somber way to begin, I thought it was great. Yeah. And he, I thought he, I thought he appreciated it. He genuinely appreciated mm-hmm. it. What'd they do? A court, horse carriage ride, having fun. Uh, they danced in the street with an old couple. Um, hot chestnuts chestnuts yeah too hot serene thinks she's falling in love yeah okay nighttime no commercial break straight into the nighttime portion interesting belvedere palace what did you make of this discussion the setting was good to start oh they talk about how the last time she brought someone home was a high school boyfriend uh, they became different people after high school, and she talks about how she kind of felt like she wasted her mid or her twenties because she was with that high school boyfriend, Clayton. Wise Clayton. Wise Clayton. This Wise is Clayton. Came out. Right here says you have to think of it not as a loss of time, but a learning experience. Wise. That's wise beyond his years, Clayton. Yeah. Okay. That's it's a great advice. Clayton episode. There's no denying. <laughs> I I wrote here. I like Clayton with Serene. Oh, they're very cute together. I like them. Serene tells Clayton she's falling in love with him. Clayton's big, goofy smile made me think something was going on here past what I was previously thinking. He's <laughs> well said. He seemed genuinely that surprised. smile was goofy. <laughs> he was, he, could, he, he was almost happy. said something like, I, I am too. Can't believe he almost responded. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Is, something, is Serene going to win this season? I didn't previously think that until I saw that smile. This episode changed how I think the season could end. And this was I part of it. Yeah, this is part of it. Hey, watch out for Serene. She's here. He offers her the rose. I'm excited to meet your family. Will you accept this rose? He was beaming to the camera, he was too. Beaming. He was like, he couldn't wipe that I'm smile. I'm telling you, this smile was goofy. Now, maybe it's just Su- both Susie and now Serene have said, I'm falling in love with you. Maybe he just loves, he just loves hearing that. He loves hearing people say that to him. Like he's, two people have said it and both times. I didn't times, see that he's smile. Like, Holy shit, you guys. I didn't, I didn't see the same smile with Susie. No, I have a negative opinion of how Susie yeah, was forced on us. So that yes. probably has something to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to meet her family. They go by that uh, famous painting. The kiss. Do painting. a little recreate the kiss. I'll say this, Rim, about the whole date. Uh, it was trash compared to the other date, which would oh, yeah. make me upset if I was her. Well, it's all about falling. She got all those bags. It's not about the gear. She got all those bags. It's not about she going to the Got Lady in Red played to her. Lady in Red was she an was wearing red. Serene was wearing red. You couldn't get Lady in Red guy to come out here and play it again for me. Something no. special for me. You're not running it back from Run Lady it back. In Red. No way. <laughs> I would have. You were talking about booing the screen. I'd have booed if that guy were like, "Hey, me again." There, all I'm saying is there were three or four special things that happened 
for Susie, and Serene didn't get anything special, really. They can't all have the late the pretty woman lady. In I know. Red I'm just telling you that uh, pump the brakes on the Serene. I'm just talking to myself here. <laughs> okay, you're, if you're thinking okay. back at the, you. the two dates. I think Ray, or Susie's still way ahead. So you're you're saying I'm A B. I'll be A B for this. Yeah, okay. I think Susie is being artificially pushed. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm skeptical of her connection with Clayton because I'm skeptical of her declaration of love. Yes. I see I'm still A B. Mm-hmm. I see Serene and and Clayton having a little spark connection. Sparks flying. A spark that I like. A spark that I like. Yeah. We're both AB We're now. both AB, yeah. And then I'm saying, wow, maybe Serene can win, but wait a second, I'm just now remembering, still AB. Just now that, remembering, yes. That Susie got the big high dollar showstopper multi-segment On date. the same episode. On the same episode. She got all this special stuff. You got it. Yeah, that's all me. Yeah. Inside this head. Yeah. That's I get what it. I was thinking. Yeah, I'm okay. rim now. We're good. <laughs> We're <All right>. good. <laughs> no cocktail party. Didn't even announce it for no reason. The, AB, the, what do you mean no reason? The reason is to fit it into the episode. Yeah, you're right. You can't have a cocktail right. party and then yeah. you know shit ends at night. Right. We got to get to the the, the yeah, crazy yeah. show Yellowstone in the Vineyard. You ever seen? You seen that show? <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> no, it's people not. kill each other in the Vineyard. It's not this seen big... this. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> I saw the commercial for that. Oh yeah, they're pushing it. It's yeah. Big Sky. They also it looks have that. good. It looks good. ABC has two Yellowstone knockoffs, and by and that's a. I'm saying that derisively. It's like a, yeah, I hear you. They're pulpy, like mm-hmm. soap opera. Yeah. Listen, one they do that Big commercial, sky. and the it's the vineyard, and they're like, "You get this vineyard over my fucking dead body." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm, 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 I'm gonna in. take over the vineyard. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> can pry this oh, vineyard right. out of my cold, <laughs> yeah, dead, cold hands. dead hands. Something like that happened. I'm here from the bank. We're taking the vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> I was interested. I'll say that. I was interested. I didn't know what you were talking about at first. Shit. I was interested. I probably... It's one of those things I'll 100% never watch. Yeah. But... Me neither. While I'm looking at that commercial, I'm like, wow. This vineyard is this about looks pretty family. Good. <laughs> this vineyard looks pretty fun. No one comes after my family. <laughs> And lives to tell about it. Not on this vineyard. <laughs> Get out of my vineyard. This is like a totally inaccurate description. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Rose ceremony. Tense. Very tense. Who did you think was going home? I thought Teddy was going home. I wrote Gabby is obviously going home. Rachel's clearly getting one, right? Rachel was, yeah, it was never. Rachel's getting one, so it's really between. Um, it's Gabby and Teddy. Gabby and Teddy, yeah. I don't know why I thought Teddy was going home. I just, and you mentioned earlier, she said something about not being there herself. Mm-hmm. Um, Teddy, yeah, Teddy started, this was the case of a, you know, the the relationship burned too too fast. Too, too yep, bright. Too close to the sun. Yeah. Too First early. impression, Teddy. First impression, Teddy started out great, and then, as we've noted on this show, was not sh- she was not in two or three episodes, so we kind of saw this coming. And her one-on-one, we felt, yeah, I mean, underwhelmed. We moved her down after yeah, her one-on-one. Underwhelming. Yeah. She doesn't say much on the way out. Clayton hugs her goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. 
Someone Anything whispered as she was walking out, she's so graceful. I, I think it was funny. Gabby. I think <laughs> I that's, that's just Gabby being that. a good friend. She's Gabby so has a future in a in a <laughs> on a show or a movie. She's like in a teen movie, like the the friend that just like you said, yeah. just hypes up the lead. Like, up, you yep. know what I mean? Wow, God, so graceful. <laughs> I just found that funny. That's as an she's objectively walking funny out. thing to say as she's walking out. Wow, she's so wow. graceful. Can you can you aren't you overwhelmed by the grace with which <laughs> she's didn't get that rose? It's really admirable. <laughs> So graceful. <laughs> Gabby's, I want Gabby. That's good. That was good. Power rankings. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Last week I had Rachel, then Sarah. A big jump for Sarah, then Susie and Teddy. Mm-hmm. Two of those people aren't here anymore. Yeah. So these are shaken up. I'm going to start at four. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start at four. I have to put Gabby only because I thought she was on the chopping block with Teddy. Okay. I will put... Serene, three at number three. Okay. Rachel at number two. I moved Rachel down. Oh, wow, wow, Susie. Partly to shake Susie it. Susie reigns. Susie reigns is number one. I think we're getting down to brass tacks. I think he's. It's gonna be like, oh, Rachel, you and I haven't really talked about that much, and he started. He spent more time with Susie at this point. Okay. Hey, I got no argument. Let's hear yours. For Abby. Gabby. What did I say? Abby? You said Gabby. Abby. There is Four there's Gabby, no Abby. Three Serene. Two Susie. One Rachel. I still got Rachel up there for yeah. personal reasons. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> Any other commentary on power rankings before we get to the mailbag? No, I don't think so. Nope. Okay. Big mailbag this week. What'd I ask? It was... Like, what role do you think producers should play when it comes oh, to yeah. informing leads about statements or behaviors from contestants when they're not around? I'm Question interested mark. in the responses here. Yeah, there's a lot of them and a lot of interesting ones. Okay. Thanks to everyone who texted in, as always, 773-234-7794. 646 area code. I think the producers are only obligated to report back to the lead if it's one, a huge red flag, parentheses Shanae, or boyfriend back home, parentheses Cassidy, and two, if it's one of the hometown contenders. Yes, Shanae was awful, but there was never a shot of her making it to hometowns, so they may as well squeeze as much drama out of her as they can. If Rachel or Susie were behaving this way and there was an actual chance of Clayton proposing, that's when I think they need to clue him in. Also, I don't know if you guys noticed, but there, when the producer came in to take Shanae's suitcase, Serene legit starts crying. It was one of the funniest, most extra things I've seen on the show, and that's saying something. I didn't notice that. Thanks, yeah, I did not notice that either. Maybe any response to that one? That, that's, a, uh, that's a good point. So kind of, they don't need to do anything unless it gets serious. You don't want yeah. the lead to actually end up with the person with some sort of a type of baggage that would make it so they could not exist once they watch this back. I still, I don't know that I agree, but it's an interesting concept. Yeah, that that's a so basically a line, let them go it's until an interesting draw, line to draw. Yeah, yeah, let them go until until it becomes a chance that he actually selects this person. Then it's time to help the guy out a little bit. Aaron in Seattle, producers should definitely intervene if they're seeing bullshit, lying, or problematic behavior. The lead is trusting them, and if they're trying to maintain the facade, 
that the show is about finding love and a real engagement, all caps and real engagements at the end. They're shooting their own branding in the foot by being fake as hell and letting poor behavior thrive behind the scenes at the expense of a trusting lead who is already trying to decide what's real and having real buy-in to this process. Thank you, Aaron. I think the lead should trust producers at their own. That's I think that's the problem they run into is these leads. Like, for example, Colton, I think, really trusted the the producers and stuff. And then they kind Mm. of what he thought was screwed him over. And that's how we ended up with him running away from production. Exactly. Yes. Because <laughs> I think they leads do, you know, they form relationships with the producers and stuff, uh, but they don't, I don't think they have their best interests at heart for the most part. I don't think so, so either. I think you're right. They should, so they either. shouldn't trust them. <laughs> Mark in Boston, the producer shouldn't tell the lead anything unless it makes the story better or gets an emotional response, like telling Peter that Maddie P left or remember Colton. Maybe Mark was listening. I wouldn't be surprised if one producer knew Cassie was his number one. And that same one was talking to Cassie, incepting her to become a flight risk. And then we get to the famous fence jump. Hmm. Unfortunately, the moral obligation goes out the window as soon as they sign the contract. Dot, dot, dot in blood. Thanks, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Dramatic endings. 505 area code. Uh, love the pod, blah, blah. Any thoughts on recapping Love is Blind on Patreon? Double question mark. What is Love is Blind? Oh, that's the, is that the show they can't where they see each other? Yeah. For the, this, it, is just our, this was our stealth Patreon plug of the week. I have a different stealth Patreon plug. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I personally, I'll did talk you about watch, Love is Blind. This is the second season of Love is Blind, right? And yeah. you watched the first season, I think. Did we talk about this? I watched the first season in its entirety the it was it reminded me of the voice because the gimmick did not last very long that's what i remember yeah, yeah. they they were blind for two episodes then they like proposed to each other you know crazy shit then and then they went anymore. out in the real world and then they like lived in apartments together i was just i lost interest as it went on and almost all of them were not good fits for each other of course not. so it just left a bad taste in my mouth like watching dysfunctional relationships sure. when it was more fun to watch like people I feel like you gave an extended pre- uh, review of Love is Blind on the Patreon if you're interested. I didn't. No way. That was, that was like it was two years here. ago there. Might Where was been, it? Yeah. Well, how do I know about this then? Maybe it was we on Rosecast. We might have chit-chatted. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so we might. <laughs> maybe. Anyway, 505 area code. When There's it comes no to us to... Uh, watching stuff and reviewing it, never say never to anything. <laughs> I say never most of the time. Never usually. say never. Never say never. We'll say no. First, we got to get but never say never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way the producers will ever say anything to help the lead because the drama would likely be snipped in the bud. This basically already happens when the lead has good intuition, a.k.a. Michelle, and then they're stuck forcing storylines that don't really hit. If anything, I personally think it's more likely the producers are straight up lying slash deceiving the lead and contestants until they absolutely can't anymore without losing trust. Always got Stockholm Syndrome vibes when former leads and contestants talk about how they're friends with the crew. Crying laughing emoji. Which I'm bringing back, by the way. I refuse to do the skull. I, Thank you, 505. I never where do you What do you think of that? So, uh, Did they say snipped in the bud? Yeah, that threw me off. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> that threw me off. I don't even guy, know what you yeah. said. <laughs> well, the, the, the producers lie and deceive everybody until they can't anymore. 
the last line always got Stockholm syndrome vibes when former leads and contestants talk about how they're friends with the crew. That's how they do it. I mean, there's a tactic to it. The, the crew, yeah. producers, all of them, befriend them, convince yeah, them we have course. your best interests in heart. Repeatedly, we see that they do not. Well, it I, is what it is. You know, I think they probably do. I think what happens is maybe there's like a lead person that becomes friends with them. Like, let's say you have the person you're always around. It's kind of almost like their assistant while they're while they're the person. They're doing everything for them. They're talking oh, yeah. to them all the time. But then there's, you know, 10 other producers who aren't doing that for you. So they overrule the one that is might actually be friends with the person. And I don't think the majority of the produce, production has their best interests. I think yeah. there probably are a couple people on there that do, but... The, the final that's say probably, doesn't go with, go with the person. At the end of the day, it's their job. Yeah. And their and job trying is to make, to make the best TV show. And TV show. when the contestants and leads leave after filming for two months, they got to go do the job with another group of people. Mm-hmm. So the job comes first, I would guess, from us, like you said. Yeah. Maya from Sweden. I think, contest- I think if a contestant reveals something terrible in the moment, in an in the moment, which is when they're looking at the camera, the producer should be the lead, let the lead know, but in a way that makes for good TV. Like they can tell another contestant what the first one said and let the rumors fly. Or let the lead know that there's something about this contestant he should know and make, it, make him dig for it himself. That way they're doing the morally good thing by not letting it stay secret, but still making good TV, which I agree is their primary goal. Thank you, Maya. Nisi Ray. Yes, I think the producer should step in in some cases. They do kind of by having people tell Clayton what they know, but I also wish they'd just roll the tape like they do on Real Housewives. <sighs> Couldn't agree with you more on that. In real life, we'd have our friends or social media to see if someone is who they claim to be, but on the show, they are isolated, so the producer should step in more. Clayton is supposed to be able to trust them, so by withholding vital information, it makes them seem evil. Thank you, Nisi Ray. Well, they're Bridget evil. They're evil. Yeah, that's my evil. <laughs> no question about that. Bridget from Minnesota. I think the producer should add an option for the lead to get one instant replay during the season. Yeah, the MJ iPad. Yeah. Get an iPad. Is, yeah. If there's a conflict they can't get to the bottom of, they should. They would request. A, this should be a gold coin. I'll Roll just the say tape. for the general <laughs> interview. <laughs> this should be a gold coin. They would request a viewing of the relevant tapes. And then they would sit down with the people in question and watch the footage together. I was going to say, I would do you one better and just watch it all together at to start. Just watch it all together. Let's how see. incredible would it have been to have Clayton, Shanae, and Elizabeth watch the Shrimpgate tapes together? Thank you, Bridget. That'd be an awesome idea. I like that. There needs to be more... More instant replay. Footage. More instant replay. More footage provided. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. Ban instant replay in sports. That's my thing, but <laughs> yeah. bring it to The Bachelor. 971 area code. The producers should be borderline sinister in their treatment of the lead and contestants. Their job is to make a maximally entertaining show. When that puts them at odds with the feelings of the people in front of the camera, good TV should win that fight every time. The only time they should help the lead is if they need to convince him or her that the producers are on his or her side so that they can later double-cross the lead <laughs> for an even more spectacular blow-up. Thank you, 971. You can get this vineyard for my Sinister. cold, dead hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is from Nate. Listen, the producer shouldn't step in. We all watch this show, 
to watch the shit show happen until the final couple weeks. If we wanted a love story, we should we would watch a rom-com. If the audience needs a suggestion, watch Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. Randall Park, set in San Francisco. I love a movie that's set in a non-traditional city. Mm-hmm. But let me have dumbass drama once a week because my life is boring as hell. Have a heavenly day. P.S. Shrimp is garbage. Okay. We're, uh, First and last time, Nate's in the mailbag. Thanks for writing in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nate. You lost a couple us more. <laughs> you lost us. Dylan in Michigan. I think the producers have to step in with relationships at home, and they do. Remember DeMario? Demi exposing the night one guy for Hannah. Peter's ex exposing Victoria. As far as I know, they didn't know about Jed. I think they try and do it in a more amusing way than just telling the lead. I think Shanae was bad enough to need intervention, and had it been necessary, I think either having Rachel or Susie complain to him or having him walk by her interviews would have done the trick. I do think having the lead pick a villain is okay, but the lead picking someone trashing them repeatedly in interviews is bad for the show. I agree. Thank you, Dylan in Michigan. At a certain point where Shanae became untenable as far as letting Clayton stay with her was what she was saying to about him to the cameras, and which makes she was talking him about acting stupid. and fake crying. And you can't have your lead. Yeah. yeah, you can't have you don't want to bury your lead to use a wrestling term, mm-hmm. not a journalist term. L.E.A.D. I'm with you. Muhammad. On the producer question, I wanted to clarify that Clayton did know about Shanae's ADHD comments. A couple of people mentioned this, A.B., and I did. I'm only recently learning this. Okay. Clayton did know about Shanae's ADHD comments and still decided to keep her. Lindsay, an eliminated contestant, said on a TikTok after Clayton posted his apology to Elizabeth that Clayton was lying about being in the dark because she had told him mm. about Shanae's ADHD comments. A lot of folks are feeling like Clayton is getting 100% played by the producers, but just wanted to clarify that a lot of his bad decisions are his own. And then he included the TikTok, which I haven't watched yet. But I can believe that too. When presented with new information, I'm willing to change my mind. I don't think that'll, I'll put it this way, I don't think they'll address that on After the Vinyl Rose <laughs> yeah, or either. Women Tell Love. I don't either. No. I think they'll keep him clean the best they can. Yep. Thank you, Muhammad. Jordan from Atlanta. To follow up on our Huju double leg wrap makeout, it is of course a semi-common occurrence, but usually in the private. Because you asked, you requested this information, AB. This is the person that said they leg wrap all the time, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When she's feeling it or something. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but usually in the privacy of her neighborhood cul-de-sac in front of her home. The in the so cul-de-sac. Public- yeah, but cul-de-sacs are quiet. There's not traffic there. I'm just picturing looking out my window, and I see my neighbor doing a double leg wrap in the driveway, in the cul-de-sac. Oh, that's cute. He just came back from, you know, they, you know, just came back from Afghanistan. It's been so long. <laughs> it's not the case. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about. Then uh, comes back from vacation, 10 days, work vacation. Mind your business, A.B. <laughs> <laughs> that's my takeaway. <laughs> Quit looking What's at people. Quit looking at your neighbors. Yeah. I'm just picturing me. I may be now looking out with my you know binoculars, binoculars. <laughs> seeing y'all reg lap. <laughs> You're all right. No. Mind your damn business. <laughs> Mind your business. Seven, seven, Period. Three, what two, happens three, in four, your seven, driveway seven, is five. your business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would. I'm just telling you. If I look out my window, just You're I'm just by. glancing. I'm just glancing out my window, walking by. And I no, noticed driving, that yeah, yeah. that would stop me in my tracks. Number one, yeah. like if I'm walking by and I see what I, I do a double thing. What yeah, the I'll hell? What the hell's going on out there? And then I'd I watch. would assume the person just came back from a. I would assume a they came back overseas. from overseas. Yeah. 
773-234-7794. What's the question for this week, AB? I want to know who's your favorite, Rim. It's time to get to the, down to business mm. here. We're getting into serious time. It's time for serious questions, okay? Who? I thought this was a great question last I week. Did a too. serious question. I thought we had, had a lot good of good, very responses. Oh, yeah. All season, honestly. You've had bad good questions. I'll, I'll yeah, be honest. Thank you. Good questions this season. <laughs> well, I want to know who's your favorite at this point. It's only four, there's only five people left, or four people left, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's already, do you mean personal favorite or you know, Who you your gonna betting win? favorite to win? Betting favorite to win. Yep. And then personal favorite. You can do both. You can do both. Who do you like? Do whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever. That's kind of AB's attitude about the bag. <laughs> More than there. 773-234-7794. Rose League update. Oh. 89 points for me. 421 out of 702. 702. Where my girl's at from the front to back. <laughs> and if you're feeling that. 459th overall. <laughs> Only had five people tie for first this week. Palm Dog. St. K. Mama Kiwi. LHG5125 and Coach Noble each had uh, 143 points this week. How many people got second, Rem? I didn't look that up. Why? Mm. Did you? Yeah. Sometimes you gotta <laughs> sometimes you gotta show up and show out to let remind people that you can take over the league if you want to. Okay? That's what happened here. So who would you compare yourself to? I'm trying what, to like, think. Athlete, I don't know. know. No one, no one does that. It's it's like when Tiger used to only play like 15 events yeah, a year and, and win 10 of them. He just shows up and but he just, let me remind you of who I am and what I can do in the Rosecast Fantasy League. Second place, me. Probably a hundred. <laughs> no, there's only one, two, three. Why don't you check? You're looking. I'm at looking it. at it right here. 10, 12, 13, 14, 20. 15. 60. About 20. About 20. 137 points. 137 points. And uh, just a reminder, I don't, I didn't want, I didn't cheat. So take. You can only speak for yourself. I didn't cheat. Take. I believe. At least half of those people out. Probably more. Oh, all of them. All (laughs) the names I just, all the team names I just listed are cheaters. Liars. (laughs) I I hear (laughs) you. But just a reminder, I took this season off. It's like MJ in baseball when he came back for that. <laughs> came back for that season. Oh, when he was banned for gambling. Yeah, he was banned for gambling, and then he came back for that half season. And it was like, oh, he's he's coming back. How cool this is that? Rem- when MJ came from the clouds at the end of the All Star game, when no one thought he would be there, that was they had cool. Him show up, that was cool. It was like staying. I saw a tweet that he <laughs> hopped on a private jet when he saw that gambling at the halftime. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. That was cool. I should have known that was going to happen. I was like, oh, he's here. <laughs> I'm a mark, dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the winners of the stickers this week are LHG5125 and Palm Dog. Congratulations to you both. Thank you for playing. Send us a message. We'll get you some stickers. Team Madison P still leading the overall standings. Wow. Is this going to be a wire to wire? It seems that way. Seems like she's been. Wow. I didn't run the numbers, but. Okay, do you have a headline of the week? Yeah, I lost it, though. Hold up. I have two things. You got some? Mine yeah. aren't good, so go ahead. Yeah, I don't even need to give mine. Something. Mine was something funny Peter said, uh, and then an article about 
What did Peter say? You can't gloss over that. Love Peter. Uh, Peter said something about how he doesn't think Clayton's going to find love was the headline <laughs> or something like that. I was like, mind your fucking business, Peter. Stay out <laughs> love, of this. I love Peter. Stay out of I this, need Peter. Peter to I need Peter to weigh Shut in. Shut up, Peter, is what I thought when I read that headline. <laughs> no. Keep it coming, It was from Peter. people or us or one of those. Something hey, about- Peter's a lot more qualified Peter Weber, to make that prediction than we are. Peter doesn't think he's Clayton's going to find love. Here's why or something like that. Mm, guy who knows. I, I thought to myself, shut the fuck up, Peter, <laughs> is what I thought. And then there was another one about uh, Bachelor products. People bachelor people from Bachelor Nation and what products they've created. So uh, like Ben Higgins has a coffee company, which I'm very interested in. Uh, mm. Becca- has a has a champagne thing, which I'm also very interested Whoa. in. And then uh, someone I can't remember that the other one was, but there's a couple more in, in there. Those. What do you got though? Okay, I got two. Mike Fleiss had a tweet. I saw this. Someone posted this in the Facebook group. Oh, a little subtle plug. Yeah, a little something. Don't ask me how I saw it. Yeah, how'd you see it? <laughs> What's going on here? I don't remember. I might have. I might have dreamt. This it is the historic announcement coming. This season's finale is totally spoiler-proof. No one knows how it will end because it ain't over till it's over. And it ain't over. And it ain't over. Dot, dot, dot. Mike Fleiss, the untrustworthy scoundrel known for (laughs) bullshitting in his tweets. That's the number one thing I think of when I think of him. I think it means, like, uh, the person he picked, like, broke up with him afterwards, and now we're going to maybe see a resolution on After the Final Rose. I don't think it means he's going to make the choice on After the Final Rose, which is what he wants you to think. Any reaction? No, I don't trust this guy. Uh, I felt good because in the Facebook group, Rosecast Nation ripping this guy to shreds. They hate him just as much as we do. That felt good. (laughs) Felt real good. I don't even remember why. Why we hate him? Yeah, I think he just... Yeah. He's a liar. It's been... <laughs> he, I think he lies about announcements on like who the next leads are going to be and that kind of stuff. Yeah. He just fucks with people. Yeah, he's li- he lies, tricks us. Yeah. My other headline: a couple of people sent this to us. Blake Moines, ears perking up, baby, yeah. was seen hanging out with Jax Taylor. I saw this too. Well, come on, man. What happened? I saw this. Hey, listen, if you want to be on top of the Bachelor news, you get in the Facebook group, folks. That's a Facebook group plug. I thought I had two fucking Kim, hot shits in the no, chamber here. <laughs> no, I saw those years ago. In fact. <laughs> old news? Old news. This is old news. Uh, it was on Super Bowl. I don't even remember when oh the Super Bowl God, was. Two Rem. weeks ago. I don't Jeez, even remember when Rem. the Super Bowl was. But it was him. I'm never doing headlines the week again. It was again. him and the guy, uh, what's his name, that was with Abigail. Dean. No, is that his name? Oh, no, no. It, uh, knockoff Dean. Knockoff Dean. Uh, Fake Dean. Yeah. Noah. Noah, yep. It was him and Noah with Katie. And no disrespect to Noah, by the way. <laughs> no, no disrespect. He's, he's Being a knockoff team is cool. <laughs> yeah, knockoff team. I'd kill to be a knockoff team. I'd kill to be knockoff team. Are you kidding me? Uh, knockoff Dean and Blake were at Jax Taylor's house with the whole Vanderpump crew, and they were in a picture on Instagram with Katie and. Uh, this world's colliding. Gosh, I can't remember her name now. I can't remember her name. All right. The one who. Uh, I'm not I'm used not to date remember. Tom Sandoval and she showed up to Tom's, down. They all dated she, everybody. she went to Tom Sandoval's house to get the cable box and she was like dressed in like a cocktail dress trying to you remember this, this is one of I the, didn't watch I, as I, many episodes you definitely you. saw this one she would they broke up and Tom was living with his new girlfriend Ariana 
and she's like, I need to come pick up my cable box. And then she shows up like dressed oh, in, a, right. in a full outfit. Like, oh, she was there? Yeah, she was at there. I thought she was no, she's excommunicated from the group. No, she's back. She's the one who cheated on Stasi with Jax. Kristen. Yeah. Kristen. Golly. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> shows up to get the cable box dressed like she's going out on a night on the town <laughs> at like two in the afternoon. All right. Thanks for listening. I got one more. I got one more thing. This is another thing from the Facebook group that I teased at earlier. Hold up. This is a uh, comment on the week, which we do on our our very reasonably priced Patreon. Okay. All right, get to uh, it. More Ruminate B on patreon.com slash Ruminate B. Very reasonably we don't like priced. $1 a we week. Don't do that. We don't do that. Comment of the week from Amanda. Anyone noticed we are all eating more shrimp? There's been the Facebook page is loaded with shrimp talk. It's just people like eating Pictures? shrimp, having shrimp for parties, asking questions good. about shrimp. Shrimp's good for you. Anyone noticed we are eating more shrimp? Shadow sponsorship, perhaps. I think we've been manipulated by the by the excess shrimp association. What yes, do you think? Big course. shrimp has something to do with this. Big room? shrimp is absolutely behind this. <laughs> okay, just making the sure. The long arm of I Billy thought Mitchell. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's Shrimp's it. great. Yeah. Shrimp's great. Thank Thanks you. for listening. Thank you. We appreciate it. Hometowns next week. Wow. Our favorite episode. If Mike Fleiss is believed, believe, uh, to be believed, drama is coming down the pipeline. Have a heavenly day. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 